Hello and welcome to Newspeak. I'm Peter Whittle. This is the New Culture Forum's weekly look at the news agenda. I'm joined by our two senior fellows, Rafe Hadelmanku, historian, world commentator, and Dr. Philip Gisley of Leeds University, cultural historian. Um, there are a lot of stories this week which have one thing in common, and that is the blob, as it's called. Uh, we've had a case of a whistleblower who's just got an out-of-court settlement given to her by the government. Um, her crime was that she tried to warn the government of political infiltration in her particular part of the civil service. We also had the case of the MP Andrea Jenkins being stopped from meeting certain well-known public figures such as Kathleen Stock and JK Rowling and Matthew Goodwin, uh, whom you've seen on this channel many times. Uh, also, certain civil servants are threatening to strike over the government's Rwanda policy, which is quite extraordinary. As I said, these all have things in common. They all emanate from civil service. What is known as the blob, that used to actually be uh, something which was only applied to the educational establishment, mm. but uh, increasingly it is like a, a big slice of ideological uh, opposition to the government, unelected. So we're going to be just looking at that. Uh, we will also be looking at, well, it is actually uh, Pride Month, uh, I hope you're going to celebrate. Uh, we will talk about that as well. But before we get to those points, uh, something far weightier actually. Um, Philip Schofield, uh, maybe you were perhaps uh, hoping that this was going to be a Schofield free zone, but I'm afraid not. Um, this has dominated. Mm -hmm from what I can see, the mainstream media, yeah. not really our sort of areas as much, but um, to me, it's <coughs> quite a crazy level mm. of coverage. I mean, Absolutely. I mean, I was, I was supposed to go on talk TV, booked for a 20 minute slot to discuss real issues yeah. of immigration and you know, housing shortage and so forth. <laughs> Suddenly, because Philip Schofield had tweeted something on Instagram 10 minutes prior to coming on, that took up half of the show. And of mm. course, I, I'm not au fait, with, I'm not you know, familiar with all of Philip Schofield's activities with poor old Gordon in the broom cupboard. But <laughs> um, you know, I, had to, I, had, I had to start talking about this thing. And it's almost as if, you know, we've got so many issues in this in this world, in this country particularly, which are of great importance, from you know, inflation, immigration, to the cultural world. I mean, there's no end of problems that we're ha we're having right now. It's almost as if people aren't able to face those, and so something like this takes on all of the energy and further, which you yeah. would hope would be applied to cross-channel crossings. Yeah. You'd hope would be applied to legal migration. You'd hope would be applied to housing. Uh, and all of the manifesto pledges that were broken by the government. But no, it's almost as if this is a, a release valve for people's anger. And, 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 mm. But it's very disturbing <coughs> and sad to see that we are actually putting so much energy that could be put to, to such good use yeah. on, on something so uh, superficial. Yeah, I think there's something else happening as well. I mean, uh, people are, are obviously involved in it and loving it because He's a, a pompous figure who's been who's been knocked down, mm, and, he, and, he's, and he's been. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I think so. But there's something else as well. I mean, it's almost as if um, GB News, in the person of Eamon Holmes, is giving um, ITV and terrestrial television a really good kicking, and it's mm. and it's kind of symbolic of what they've been doing over the last eighteen months or so. Really, if you think about this morning, they have about uh, i read today about about 500,000 viewing figures a day not much more more than that now that's that's really tiny bearing in mind yeah. 
the the hugeness of this story and, yeah, and, and yeah. how it's just infiltrated and taken mm. over every single media outlet. But for me, I take away from it, this is um, a different kind of media. Yes, GB News is a, a is a television station, but it's 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 pushing back on the establishment, pushing back on the old stuff, mm. and saying no more. That's actually the point about this five hundred thousand. Mm. I mean, you know. I think they had a million, mm. you know, uh, at their very at their highest, which was a Christmas special or something mm. like that. But what is extraordinary is that you are talking about really small amounts of people. But we all know who Philip Schofield is. Mm. He's been around for what 20, 25 years. Um, you know, must be that kind of wholesome thing, which mm. is what basically mm. people are going for. You know, mm. someone appears to be less and kind of angelic. Mm. But it's like. Who knew? I mean, TV personalities are phonies, mm. you say, all the way through, aren't they? <laughs> it's, it's, just, it's, it's just insane. I mean, all, all of those um, people who are reading about this, they know who he is, like you say, but they don't watch the show. But it's indicative of so much else in our culture, isn't it? I mean, can anyone name who's in the top 10? Can you oh, name no, any no, songs no, in no, the top 10, no, right? No. That's really interesting because mm. no one's interested anymore. Can you name any mm. of these soap opera characters who are who mm. are on the front cover of, of, of papers like the mirror and the sun and big spreads about these particular people who've lost weight or put on weight or they're wearing this or mm. they're seeing this person and actually nobody really knows who they are they don't what it's, a, it's movie a stars. bizarre yeah movie it's stars. a bizarre phenomenon and this is this is the the what Rod Little would call peak wank of that phenom phenomenon, isn't it? Or the dying embers of yeah, it too. Because yeah. if you think, you know, he's been part of our lives, you know, for mm. f 40 years, yeah. essentially, right? Mm. Uh, and yet there aren't that many people still in daytime television mm. or in television in, as a whole who have been around that long. So, mm. And because he was there for people who are now the governing elite, mm. he was there for them <laughs> in mm. their childhood. Mm. So I think he resonates with a lot of people. But it's the hypocrisy, I think. That's yes, which, which it's is this, like, it's this whole attempt to create this yeah. happy family mm. of this morning. And as Eamon Holmes has been revealing, it's been anything, it's anything been the but. most dysfunctional yeah. family you could imagine. Yeah, and the fakeness of Holly Willoughby and the fakeness of oh. Philip Schofield. But again, you know, people concerned about his, uh, his antics or relationship with this young boy and, and whatnot. I'm sorry, we have whole-scale industrial rape of yeah. children yes. in this country yeah. with, with, the, with Islamic rape gangs. Why aren't we giving one-tenth of the attention? Mm. It's not even yeah. one-hundredth of the attention mm. that that mm. gets. That's where, that's where I, my, my nose gets out of joint. And it, and it really illustrates the incestuousness of, of, of our media. It's a bit like Westminster. It's a bit like, well, we're going to talk about the civil service. But they're interested in it because it's them. It's their story and it's almost it's their soap opera and, it, and it's a good laugh for them. But as you say, all of these serious things are happening. They're happening outside of London. They're, they're happening in the north. They're happening in, in deprived areas. And yet we're talking about this incredibly rich, incredibly privileged man who's been around for decades and and doesn't seem to really do anything. I think the thing is, you see, is it, you know, we can say, oh, there are these important things going on. Of course, that's true. There always has been. Mm. But then equally, you know, like you could say Jimmy Savile was just a kind of TV personality, right? Mm. And obviously it was a big scandal there. Uh, I'm not drawing a comparison. It's obviously entirely different. In, in some ways, that's the important thing. There does just seem to be schadenfreude about this. It's like oh, yeah. he's really irritated a lot of people. Mm. Uh, Eamon Holmes, mm. I felt, actually, I sort of thought, you, you, this is rather undignified of you, actually. Mm. That was mm. my reaction to that.
Well, the British have long had, you know, people often say they like going to America where everyone builds you up and here mm. they're just waiting to tear you down. Mm. And that is something that's very noticeable, actually, mm. of the two cultures, you know, if people like to, like to pull people down, particularly when they see someone being arrogant mm. and conceited mm. and ble believing in their, in, their, in their own publicity. But, you know, the thing is, the hysteria around this has got to the point where Saville has been mentioned in the same context mm. as Schofield. You are seeing this, the greatest scandal since... Yeah. Jimmy yeah. Savile, you know, the, the, the biggest scandal of a generation. Mm. You think, wait a minute, it's okay. All right, it's, it's, it could be rather seedy and sordid what's going on. But it's not wholesale abuse of As far as we know, nothing illegal was yeah, done, exactly. right? Yeah. Unwise, not illegal was the phrase mm. used. Mm. That's very different to what the antics that mm. uh, Jimmy Savile was getting up mm. to or Rolf Harris was getting mm. up to. Mm. The thing is that what, uh, what really uh, put me off the guy, uh, you know, uh, was <coughs> that display when he came out as gay? Yeah, and you know, and all this kind of—I found it kind of cringe-making. I couldn't watch it. For goodness' sake, it's positively a benefit to be gay mm. in light entertainment. It's almost obligatory. Mm. I mean, it's not a. What about his wife? Mm. And he's—he's he's, he's got two daughters. Hasn't yes, he? that's right. But now we know why he came out yes, as gay. Exactly. This is what Eamon yes, Holmes has revealed that he did it because the night before or the week before mm. this young lover of his had got drunk at the national television awards and expressed his undying mm. love for for schofield and had to be ushered out and was then moved out of this morning onto the mm. next show loose women <laughs> can't believe i'm discussing <laughs> loose women loose but anyway and it was just after loose that teenagers. that suddenly it, and all that came to my mind actually was uh kevin spacey mm. was it kevin spacey yeah, yeah, yeah. because you remember he came out of the closet bravely mm. and of course oh, just after yeah. that you got all these sexist yeah. allegations it's almost as if this is a cover i'll get everyone's sympathy for being yeah. gay yeah. and that will mm. act as a buffer if i mean else it, happens. it depends it depends what kind of mind you've got how conspiratorial you are but katie hopkins was really quite funny on this because she was saying a similar kind of thing and she was saying oh well the son is saying this because they want to deflect opinion away from this usual kinds of things but she did it with with quite a lot of humor and and there is some kind of quite funny memes and, and and funny stuff about this i think i think as well i think i think we should see it for what it is and and really deride it as well because it, these people they they if anybody does need pu pulling down a peg or two it's people who work on daytime television and they describe the show that they're we love this show this show is amazing mm. it's our family we love this show yes you could be really proud and, and pleased at doing your job but it's this morning, for God's sake. Yeah, keep yeah, it yeah. in proportion. <laughs> keep well, keep it, keep it in proportion. But you see, or keep yourself in proportion. Well, yes. Keep yourself what you do in proportion. But also, the, is it Nadine Doris has sort of said that the government should hold an inquiry? Yeah, but this I is mean, what I this mean. Is, this, <laughs> is, this is this is hysteria. This is like Alice in Wonderland, oh, isn't oh, it? Oh. You know, I think crazy. Comedy Unleashed should hold an inquiry. Actually, that's that's yes, more appropriate. Yes, you know, yes. let's have some fun with it. Let's send these people up because they're really quite despicable, aren't they? Yes. Um, well, back to the kind of if you like serious stuff that's been mm. going on in the background, and that is about the blob, as I mentioned before. It's a terrible term. I can't bear these half humorous terms, you know, because I think that they basically take away from the importance of it. But essentially what it's about is pl unelected political opposition mm. in the civil service or in all of the quangos. Mm. And how many other institutions were we've discussed as mm. well over mm. the period of time? There have been all of these kind of uh, cases, <coughs> some of them actually very serious. So, for example, if you if you look back, I, I mentioned it at the beginning, but if you look back to, say, Dominic Raab and, mm. and 
this kind of way in which Tory, I think he's actually standing down the next election. Yes. I mean, basically, you know, Conservatives or Tory ministers, whatever, being taken down by accusations of bullying. It's all of a piece, is it not? Mm. I mean, mm. wouldn't you say? It's, it's a kind of, we've, we've talked about activism and I've talked very specifically about activism. This is a, this is a kind of activism by stealth in a way, isn't mm. it? It's, mm. it's, it's quiet, the public doesn't know that much about it until someone speaks out about it, as just happened. Yeah. But these are kind of, these are Kim Philby, Anthony Blunt type characters, you know? Mm. They're just not, they're just, the, the, there isn't just the sensationalism around mm. them. Mm. The really depressing thing about it for me is that there are so many of these people and they come from arts and humanities degrees. There, there are hordes of them yes. and there's nothing else for them to do yeah. other than to work in the civil service, uh, work in the NHS, <laughs> managers in the NHS, work in education institutions. Mm. Uh, it's the human resources stuff. Mm. It's all of those things and they wield so much power and these Organizations grow and grow and grow simply to hold them all of these people with these qualifications with nothing else to do And it's going to get worse before it gets better you know, Before I, sh I should also, also mention that because it is connected and they are sort of civil servants but in the RAF yeah. Mm. Mm. yeah, there was a leaked mm. email, you know, which you might have seen which is basically saying we basically can't have any more quote useless white pilots, right? Uh, I think the gist of the story was that they weren't getting enough ethnic minority and women candidates, whatever. So just because that was happening, they actually stopped all the what they call the boards, which are essentially interviews, mm. right? um, because they didn't. This was just amazing. You're talking about the security of the yeah. It was classic identity. I mean, you're talking about people flying yeah. planes yeah. worth yes. tens of millions of pounds, yeah. you know, yeah. and you want the best candidate for the job. I don't yeah. care if they're green, as long as they can <laughs> fly that thing. I would be green flying one of those things, as I'm sure many other people would. But I was just, you know, there's one of the great tragedies of this of the 2019 general election where we had so mm. much hope mm. because Dominic Cummings had mm. reform of the civil service as one of his top priorities. Mm. And back in 2019, people didn't really understand the blob the way that we do now. Mm. And people were thinking, well, why is he so obsessed about this? Mm. Now, of course, knowing what we know now, yeah, we yeah. see how, how well he understood the problem and mm. how well, how, how important it was to have a strategy there. Now, of course, COVID happened and he, mm. would, he got dismissed. Had it not been for that, I think, you know, that would be mm. one of the best legacies of this administration mm. would have actually been the, ref the, f the reform and the restructuring and the uh, ushering out mm. of a lot of the civil service traditions. I was trying to think whether actually the blob is the equivalent of the deep state in America, mm. which I often thought as the establishment, right? Mm. They didn't have an establishment, mm. Mm. but I'm not sure whether it, whether it is or not. But it is very scary when you have the, just the simple ability in this victim culture mm. to say I was bullied. Mm. And if you get enough of your friends to say it, that will be enough to topple mm topple a, a giant. I think the difference with the deep state, if there is one, is that in America it's always had this uh, connotation of the intelligence services, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. that working behind mm -hmm. the scenes mm -hmm. and all those things. But I think the, the great thing, surely, the good thing, let's face it, you say people didn't realise back in 2000, we've been banging on about this, we've written books about mm -hmm. it. This mm -hmm. is all to me part of the long march. Mm -hmm. All mm -hmm. part of the long march. What do you think of this idea, you talk about restructuring and re reforming, what about just simply getting rid of the notion of impartiality in the civil service? Say it is not working, it never really did work. Mm. We need, a bit like America, a politicized senior maybe civil service. Would, would you go along with that? Well, impartiality 
doesn't work at all. So clearly we've got to do something else. It's like the BBC, yeah, isn't it? It's it, like it, it, it just doesn't work. Yeah. Um, and you're right, it never did. And and as I say, the infiltration of it's not it's like it's it's so obscene. It's just it's mm. it's like a second government, isn't it? Or it's mm. a or it's a, it's a, the actual government is a puppet government because they just stop everything. Something needs to be done. I I don't know about a, a, a politicised senior level. I honestly don't know, but I know something needs I, to be I, done. I'm, I'm opposed to it inst instinctively. Uh, in much the same way that I'm opposed to the American practice of having ambassadors who are political appointments yes. rather than career ambassadors. Um, the, the issue is things are much worse now than they ever were, mm. were before. Mm. You never saw this sort of thing happening. Look, just in, re in, our, in recent memory, you know, we have that wonderful, uh, what's his name, Yanucci, Armando Yanucci, mm. in the thick of it. Mm. Now, if that, if that wasn't a testament to bullying, I mm. don't know, mm. that was the reality. Everybody was basically aggressive and nasty to each other. Now, that might be an exaggeration, but the point was, all of this stuff happened for, Campbell. for, for yeah. Yeah. yeah, all this stuff happened for generations. The civil service understood that they were, they were, in, they were partial but they were impartial at work one of the problems here is that people that the governments have been too weak in enforcing mm. civil service rules secondly another big dynamic here now is the lack of institutional memory within government mm. departments yeah, I mean that, that's whereby huge. you now have you know ministers and heads of department who move around and so the civil service uh, salary structure mm. is designed for people to stay in a position for a bit then move on to another position and work their way up the ladder so then they're, they're never in situ long enough yeah. to actually ensure that they can put in place well the i mean the civil service actually work on projects they don't just stay in one place all the time apart from the the, the big mandarins but they if, if you if you're generally in, in a fairly high level in the civil service and mm. i know this because my brother is uh, if you're in, in in a high level you you work on a project for a few years five right. years whatever it is universal benefit and then you move on to but something that wasn't else. the case traditionally yeah. i mean look <clears> at the foreign <throat> office you have people there who could speak arabic yeah. who would yeah. be there for their entire course mm -hmm. of action mm -hmm. unlike in america which is why when mm -hmm. they invaded uh, after 9 11 they had no arabic mm -hmm. experts in there but it but peter made this point about the long march and the hollowing mm -hmm. out of the institutions the Kierkegaardian revolution and and you're absolutely right they it's have no no, yeah. They have no loyalty or uh, no commitment mm. to, to the institution whatsoever. So how can you expect them to see beyond their prejudice, which is an identitarian prejudice? And how can you how can you expect them to not play the bullying card, or not play the race card, or not play the gender card? So I mean, I, you know, again, it's you know we often talk about uh, traditions or notions <clears throat> in this country mm. that. You know, for example, we've talked about patriotism mm. and that why we don't need to, to fly flags. And then you sort of think, well, actually, you know, what, wait a minute, the whole paradigm has changed. We do mm. need to mm. fly flags now, right? Mm. I feel that about this kind of thing. I think it, there's a wonderful thing, you know, Sir Humphrey and all of that. And you sort of think, how reassuring. Mm. But I so don't think these people have got our best interests at heart. That's the difference. Yeah, well, you no, know, they, I, I they certainly don't. don't. You know, and that, it's, it's so about I'd be happy to have a kind of more politicised. Or maybe it, it, <coughs> it's about continuity, isn't it? And it's mm. that it's that Burkean thing of tradition. It's that Burkean thing of handing something on. Mm. And if that isn't there at the root, at the core yeah. of, of 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 Westminster and Whitehall, then then that we can't turn it round the problem is this isn't fixable even in one generation because we're so far gone on every level of society so mm. without sounding you know completely and utterly doom and gloom i it 
there isn't one there isn't one fix all to it. I think it's it's no. it's a generational that thing. That thing about the RAF pilots. Though. Yeah. I mean, uh, a couple of friends, you know, I sent it to just people we we know it, and really demoralized by it. I mean, mm. it, this is a story that's been going on anyway, isn't mm. it, about them? Mm. But sort of, you know what they were saying, you know what, actually, why don't we leave the country? I mean, that so if you're talking about your armed forces, particularly mm. one that's, I'd say that the RF has always been very fondly regarded, actually, mm. in this mm. country. And you just think, what is, the can a country survive this level of pathology, you mm. know, that's going on? Well, but you can't help but <coughs> compare this attitude to, to to pilots and RAF pilots, mm. the, the the attitude that, that we had in 1940, 1941 mm. to Spitfire pilots, you know, the Battle of Britain, they saved us. You know, it's the same thing. Well, if we if we trans if we you know if we t if we took this attitude back in time, we would have we would have lost the war. I mentioned there, Kathleen Stock has been one of the people, J.K. Rowling, Matthew Goodwin, who basically uh, was uh, couldn't meet, or rather. Andrea Jenkins, when she was a minister under Boris Johnson, uh, was prevented from meeting them by nefarious means. Do you mm. know what I mean? They, they, mm. they kept putting on. She's had a bit of a week, hasn't she, Kathleen? So, I mean, yeah. she, w she was on uh, our programme all last year. And I mean, I just liked her instinctively in mm. regards to him. But she was at uh, Oxford this week, wasn't she? Mm. And she also did a, a programme called Je The Gender War. Oh, yeah. on Channel 4. Did you I see think it? it was. Uh, no, I, 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 I mean, there's just been so much talk about it. I'm, I'm just so, I'm gendered up to here at the moment with right, all okay. of that stuff on. So I, I, I purposely avoided it. But as you say, I like her and, and, and I like what she says. And I think she's so articulate mm. and she's so sensible. And actually, she's so kind as well. Mm, 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 um, mm. And, and I, think, I think Julie Bindle was on it. And, and, mm. and I think they, they, they push back against yes. this stuff. But, but it, it, it was such. That, but this has been. So, I don't know why. But we, we often hear about people being deplatformed. But but this case, for some reason, uh, touched all of the light papers throughout the media. Mm. I mean, you even had mm. Rishi Sunak mm. entering the discussion on this. Mm. It's been called the the biggest scandal to hit the Oxford Union since David Irving uh, and Nick, uh, Nick Griffin it, it, spoke in yeah. 2007. Mm, and yeah. there were articles mm. about that. And I'm like, excuse me, you are comparing Kathleen Stock, a very mild-mannered person who is espousing mm. views shared by the majority she of this country, that is you know, observable to the scientific yeah, yeah. eye, you mm. know, and now they're being, that with a Holocaust being denier being equated with 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 two Holocaust deniers. Mm. I mean, it's it's it's, it's a remarkable situation that we have here, and it's it's a, it's an important discussion that we're having now because we're just having the mm. Free Speech Commissioner being yeah. appointed by the Prime Minister, who's a Cambridge academic, Ahmed. Yeah. a Cambridge academic who is a, has a good track record on training mm. students mm. in free speech, mm. and he's been empowered to actually take action uh, over student unions. But, but the difficulty with that is that's 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 a top-down thing. It's 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 really not going to work. It needs you need to get you need to get academics, you need to get students on the side of free speech. You can't just have a SAR to step in and say, we've got to change this, mm. we've got to do that. I don't think it's gonna, I, I don't think it's gonna work. It might, it, it, it might make some change, but it's not gonna make fundamental change. The one, the, the one thing I, I did want to say was there was a protest <laughs> yesterday, wasn't mm. there? Uh, this, this, this this girl who who um, glued her um, hand John to the, T Twittington Twittington yeah. who glued her hand to the floor mm. um, she 
was privately educated, £41,000 a year, the school mm. that she went to and, and has gone oh, to. Just like Just Stop Oil yeah. and Extinction Rebellion. Yeah, so it's a, it's a mind disease, it's a mind virus that these very rich, very privileged young people have and, and, and we, need to, we need to understand it, help them and cure them. I've actually asked this new free speech, uh, uh, Mr. Ahmed, mm. on, onto the channel. By mm. the way, I, I, I hope, yeah, I hope he kind of, kind of gets back because he actually did do something good, didn't he? He was behind, was it Cambridge, uh, changing the wording mm. of just respecting religion mm. to tolerating, tolerating. Yeah. you know, I yeah. think I think that was largely... So that, that, that's what was enabled <laughs> other academics to support the uh, yeah. mm. the policy. But I'll disagree with, with you slightly here, Philip, about the, the, the effectiveness <laughs> that he will have as this free speech czar, because what his existence already you're seeing is emboldening students who don't agree with all of this nonsense. And now that they know that the government is taking some sort of action with this bill and with these protections that are guaranteed, and you've actually seen now because of this legislation, Oxford University forcing the, the, uh, the Oxford Students' Union not to cut off funding for the Oxford Union, which is a separate mm -hmm. organization, but you had a hundred students signing a letter in defense of Kathleen Stock. Yeah. And I don't think you'd have had that happening a year ago or so. Mm. And so I think these things from top down are actually signs that students will be supported or their encouragement. If there was no one doing anything, you could see why students would be even less likely to actually put their heads up above the parapets. I think it's I so don't, sorry, just to, just yeah. to come back to that. I, I don't disagree that it will make some change. Okay, and 100 students signing something is really good. Uh, but bearing in mind where I work, there are 33,000 students on that campus. You know, it's a, it's a, it is a drop in the ocean. Oh yeah. Um, every journey so begins with the yeah. first step. <laughs> and, and every journey does begin begin with the first step. But what will happen is that uh, things will 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 just kind of move around the side. You know, things that are not policy will be implemented anyway. So there's, there's quite a lot of stuff around trans that actually mm. isn't policy oh yeah, I'm not hopeful, in schools. But I just and think this yeah. is a good start. Yeah, we yeah, have to yeah. you know, mm. give compliments on praise where it's deserved. Yeah, yeah. But yes, it's a very long hard Well, road. the point is we've got it, to support it. Yeah. yeah. yeah we support it, yeah, yeah, absolutely. But I mean, there are sort of two issues on there really. There's this one, which gets some sort of publicity. There's the much wider one, which in a way is that the orthodoxies at these colleges have taken a, has taken up so much that basically they're actually useless now. Mm. I mean, you know, which is the more the Roger Scruton view that somehow humanities are kaput. Mm. You know, they they mm. beyond saving, uh, mm. and uh, and the sheer ignorance. I mean, when you were, you know, the, the sheer ignorance of these students, you know, uh, who basically probably never heard the discussions. Was it the Oxford Union? Yeah, no, I was at the Cambridge Union, Cambridge. which is actually the, <coughs> older, the oldest debating union in, in, in the world. Mm. And um, now I've had over 1.6 million people have watched this. Mm. And 95% of the comments aren't about me, they're about the students. Because mm. what everyone has been amazed at has, has been the inability of people, firstly, to sit still and hear an argument. But also their complete shock at hearing historical facts, mm. not opinion. Mm. I was simply delivering facts. Mm. That yes, there were as many slaves in Africa as were transported over. They had never heard that. That the British stopped the burning of, of, of mm. uh, Indian widows on the mm. funeral pyre of their husbands, mm. and women were shaking their their heads in the audience. Mm. And you just thought these aren't pre these school are children. Facts, these yeah. are these are mm. people who've never actually been told. Mm the the opposing side to an argument all mm. they've been told is theory mm. i'm presenting facts now mm. 
and they simply couldn't take it. And I, and so many commentators from America and elsewhere have said how disheartening it was because the Cambridge and Oxford still have this great mm. cachet around the mm. world, and to see the reality is so depressing. And I last spoke at the Cambridge Union seven years ago. And you could really note the decline in the quality of students over the past seven years, even IQ levels, I could say. You could, they, they were a stupider bunch now than they were seven years ago because of quotas needing to be filled and so this forth. And I can only imagine what, will be, what it will be like in another seven years. Yeah, I mean, this is why I keep coming back to activism, because, because that's what the degrees are. They're not they are not an intellectual mm. exploration. Universities are not a marketplace of ideas. They are it is it is a uh, a platform for activism and they are led completely and totally by emotion so it isn't about ideas it's about ideas to a certain extent as long as they're a certain set of ideas that are all coherent in one particular way but the minute you try you challenge that or push back on that the emotion kicks in and you can see it on the face of those students they don't know what to do they become very distracted they become very upset um, and there's a there's a point of no return in these conversations and it's very depressing when you have it in a classroom where you just cannot continue because you know someone's mm -hmm. going to start crying do you know, I'm wondering about, because this is all related, isn't it? I mean, this it's is related to the blog, all of that. The one thing I think is, which gives me sort of uh, a hope is that they're out in the open. We've mm. said this before, but it's out in the open. It takes a long time for the penny to drop for many people, mm. particularly when all you're doing is watching Philip Schofield and all of that. But mm. essentially, after a while, it kind of does. You, people are sort of see it you know they, they can join the dots after a while they sort of think wait a minute you know he's gone she's gone they're stopping this they're stopping that mm. this is all coming this is all at the same mm. time mm. and it seems rather concerted yeah you know mm. do you yeah. not I d I, people well loads of people get in touch with you in particular don't they but people get in touch with us as well lots of people get in touch with me asking about education should sh you know yes. what about my daughter or my son or my granddaughter whatever going to university what do you think yes where should they go because i'm worried mm. that people seeing this people are worried that universities are just indoctrination camps mm. they see them as indoctrination camps now that's that's different to how it was five or six years mm. ago uh, now we're that's education. Now we're looking at the civil service. We're looking at how Whitehall works. We're looking at how mm -hmm. Westminster is supported. And we're seeing the same thing. So it's like you said before, it's this penny dropping thing. Um, and it reminds me of Robbie Williams. We talked about Robbie Williams, was it last week or the week yeah, before, yeah, when yeah. he said, you can't trust anything anymore. I only live for my, my, my family, my house, you know, my children, because everything else is just is just nonsense it doesn't work anymore and mm. I think that's what we're seeing yeah no, also you know what's going to happen with particularly like along Whitehall and and this coming month is that all of these ministries are going to have the um, what would you call what is the flag called now it's not just called LGBT flag. progress flag progress flag. is that what it's called this is, is, that, it, is that what it is this is the rather ugly whatever you yeah. think of the issues rather ugly it looks to me like an old um, Neapolitan uh, you know, ice cream. You know, it's like blue and brown and all of these colours. Actually, if you um, 
I, I saw a meme, uh, and, and viewers might have seen it, but if you, if you arrange four of the flags in a particular way, the brown pits make a swastika. Well, no, no, that's what yeah. got uh, Lawrence into serious oh, trouble. Oh, was it that? Yeah, right, yeah, okay. Yeah, Harry yeah, Miller's yeah. just put it up again. Yeah. Well, I mean, the thing is about this, is that this is a front now mm. on, one of the, on this on the cultural warfare. And, uh, you know, it, it, frankly, why have a month, I mean, a, a pride month for goodness sake mm -hmm. um it seems to me rather like the argument about racism that came up after george floyd it's just mm -hmm. somehow or other we were going along probably less you know mm -hmm. the least racist we've been uh not really encouraged people and then suddenly now everything everything is racist mm -hmm. and it's not unlike it with pride in the sense that you know for goodness sake there was a really good reason for pride maybe in the 1960s and 70s mm. which there was but i mean frankly now w what is this it's a kind of it's a strange corporate kind of orgy going on well, isn't it really well, well pride is a very different thing to gay rights you're talking about gay rights and, yes. and that was gay lib gay yeah. lib that was yeah. desperately needed pride is something else isn't it pride is an imposition pride infiltrates every walk of life so i know that you know the post office van is going to have a, a pride flag all over it when i go to the train to get a, a, a ticket the there are going to be flags bunting yeah, yeah. All, all over the place um it's indoctrination it's the colonization of culture isn't also it? sort of what it does it actually kind of it it's it sort of it's cajoling because you know people walk across those uh you know zebra crossings oh. Uh, you know, I remember there was one in Woolwich when I was still living in Woolwich, and you know, most of the people in, in, in Woolwich, Woolwich, I'm sure, would have you know, I mean, really, are not, you know, they're, they're not going to have having any of it really. But you have to cross it, you know, or you have to you go have up to this, these stairs in this particular school, and yeah. it is just everywhere. Mm. I mean, it is just. People say, oh, there'll be a backlash. I don't. See, will there be a backlash? I think people have just simply accepted now. You know, you just absolutely got to accept it. But it is just irritating, and it's going to go on for about a month. Anyway, we've got a bottle of shampoo, <laughs> champagne. Yes, actually, people do yeah. call it shampoo. Yeah, 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 yeah. You've got a bottle of shampoo. You sound like an East End villain in 1975. Because it's this fellow's birthday today. Yes, thank yeah, you so much. Happy, happy birthday, birthday to, um, happy birthday, to uh, 36. To <laughs> yes, looking very well on it, Rafe. And, um, but uh, so what, what, uh, what are you going to do for your birthday now? Huh? <laughs> well, of course, having have a drink, drink now. Have a drink, yeah. <laughs> Look, and, uh, down on the coast, have a nice long weekend down by Seven yeah. Sisters. And yes, do yes, all exactly. that. I didn't know you had Seven Sisters. <laughs> well, well. Um, anyway, look, that was a good old talk I think yeah uh, nice feel birthday um, thank you Philip thank you thank you very much Ray thank you as well um, everybody uh, for watching and uh, do watch again next week we're on a bit of a roll at the moment with this program please to say uh, so um, keep it up and see you next time bye hello if you're enjoying the new culture forum channel and you believe in our mission may I invite you to join our membership scheme at the link below or on our website newcultureforum.org.uk our work is more important now than ever and we have great plans ahead for the future but we can't do it without your support from as little as three pounds per month you can help ensure that we continue on our mission as a member you'll receive a range of benefits including access to exclusive content 
invitations to our private events, including here at our studios, free copies of our books, and much, much more, including, of course, our famous NCF mug. If you aren't able to become a member, then please help us by clicking this button and subscribing to our channel. It's completely free. Just remember to also click the bell icon so that you can get notifications when we post new videos. Thank you.